0: So today's class um Srimad Bhagavatam Canto nine chapter twenty text twenty eight through 33 33 is, hmm? Thirty-three is on the board. Thirty-three is on the board. Thirty three is on
1: the board.
0: Sa, Sa samra loka, loka Palakya Lakya Aishwarayam Adhirat adhira, <coughs> Sriyam Sriam Chakram Chashalitam Saskalitam
1: Pranam Pranam,
0: pranam, pranam Rishiti
1: Uparana
0: Upararam parama kha sam samrad loka palakyam
1: Sasamrad
0: samrad loka palakyam so sa samrad palakyam sa aishwara adirat swayam aishwaryam, aishwaryam,
1: aishwaryam
0: chakram ch- chakram Chast Kalitam Prana, Chakram, just Kalitam Prana, Rishite Uparam Hit Uparam Ha, ha, Rishite
1: Uparamaha,
0: Rishite Uparamaha,
1: Rishite.
0: Sasamrad loka palakyam, Sasamrad
1: loka palakyam,
0: Aishwaram padiratsriam, Aishwaram padiratsriam, Chakram chas kalitam prana, Chakram chas
1: kalitam
0: prana, uparam maha,
1: Mnisseti
0: sa samraja lokapalakyam sa samraja
1: lokapalakyam
0: sa aishwaram adhirat swiyam aishwaryam adhirasri chakram Chaskalitam pranam chakram chashkalitam pranam, pranam mrishati upararama
1: vishakha ramaha r- r- sa samraja lokapalakyam sa samraja Chayasvaryam adhiracharyam Chakram chaskhilatam pranam Vrishityu Chakra, Sasamra loka pala kyam, Sasamra loka pala kyam, Aishkaram mari rash riyam, Aishwaryam adirakshiyam, Chakram chashkamitam, Pranam, Chaskamitam, Pranam, Rishikyu pararamaha, <coughs> Rishikyu pararamaha, Sasamra loka palayakhyam,
2: Sasamra loka pala kyam,
1: Asparyam I Shri go on Chakram Chaskali Tong, Chakram Chaskali Pranam Branan. Visit the Paramaha. Visit the Ramaha. What is this? Loka Palakyam. I shall be
0: Alright, so I'm gonna chant uh, twenty-eight and twenty-nine, uh, like that. Mrigan Chuka Datta Krishna Hiranyena Parivartan Adat Karma Ni Ni Chatur Translation: When Maharaj Bhart performed the sacrifice known as Manshara, or a sacrifice in the place known as Manshara. He gave in charity fourteen locks of excellent elephants with white tusks and black bodies completely covered with golden ornaments. That's fourteen thousand elephants. Fourteen hundred thousand. Fourteen hundred thousand. That's right. Fourteen hundred (laughs) thousand. Krishna. Fourteen locks of excellent elephants with white tusks, black bodies, completely. Completely covered with golden ornaments. Not just decorated, completely covered. You know. Bharatashya Mahatkarma, na purve, na pare, nrepaha, naiva pur, naiva bahu bayam, tree div yam prativam taha translation as one cannot approach the heavenly planets simply by strength of his arms for one can uh, for who can touch the heavenly planets with his hands one cannot imitate the wonderful activities of maharaj Bharat no one could perform such activities in the past nor will anyone be able to do so in the future text 30 Pirata, Hunan, Yavanan, Ponduran, Kankan, Kashan, Chakan, Aba, Abrahmana, Abrahmanyan, Nipamsahan, Lechan, Vidya, Kilan. (coughs) Translation When Maharaj Bharat was on tour, he defeated or killed the Kiratas, Hunas, Yavanas on Pondras, Kankas, Khasas, Shakas, and the kings who were opposed to the Vedic principles of Brahminical culture. These were the Malechans of uh, this Malecha. The Malechan, that word is uh, translated here, such atheists who had no respect for Vedic civilization. A few of those guys around these days, what do you say? So they, they were killed. Either defeated or killed. Text thirty one Jitva <laughs> Purusara Devan Ye Raso Kamsi Bejure Rasam Nitaha Pranibi Punar Aharat Translation Formerly, after conquering the demigods, all the demons had taken shelter in the lower planetary system known as Rasatala and had brought all the wives and daughters of the demigods there also. Maharaj Bart, however, rescued all those women along with their associates from the clutches of the demons and he returned them to the demigods. Such heroic feats, you know. We think we have it bad now. You know, the demons were pretty heavy in this time. They're heavy now, but they're heavy then. Text 32: Travamkamanduduhatahu Prajanam Tasha Rodasi Samastri Chakram Avarthayat. Translation. Maharaj Barth provided all necessities for his subjects, both on this earth and in the heavenly planets for 27,000 years. He circulated his soldiers and distributed his soldiers in all directions. Uh, he, He circulated his orders and distributed his soldiers in all directions. And again today's verse Sa samrad loka palakyam, aishvaram, adiratsviam, chakram chaksa, chakalitam pranam, risheti uparara Good translation. Oh, we should do the word for word, huh? Sa, Sa- he, hi- hi- Maharaj Bharat. <clears throat> samrad-, samrad, the Emperor. <clears throat> loka Palakyam Loka palakyam. Known as the ruler of all the Lokas Known as
1: the ruler of
0: all the Lokas What is the Loka? Right. The planet, good Aishwaryam Such opulence Adhirat Adhira. Thoroughly in power Sriyam Kingdom Chakram. Chakram soldiers or orders.
1: Soldiers
0: or orders. Ja, ja. ja. and, and. Ashkalitam.
1: Ashkalitam
0: without failure.
1: Without failure.
0: Pranam. 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 Life or sons and family. Life or sons and family. Nisha. All false. All thus upararama ceased to enjoy
1: enjoy.
0: ha Ha. in the past
1: past.
0: translation as the ruler of the entire universe emperor Bharat had the opulences of a great kingdom and unconquerable soldiers his sons and family had seemed to him to be his entire life but finally, he thought of all this as an impediment to spiritual advancement. And therefore, he ceased to enjoy it. So I say, and you can repeat: As the ruler of the entire universe, Emperor Bharat had the opulences of a great kingdom and unconquerable soldiers, his sons and family. had seemed to to him to to be his entire life.
1: life. But finally, finally,
0: he thought of all this this as an impediment impediment to spiritual advancement. advancement. And therefore, therefore, he ceased ceased from enjoying it. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Maharaj Bharat had, incom- had incomparable opulence in sovereignty, soldiers, sons, daughters, and everything for material enjoyment. But when he realized that all such material opulences were useless for spiritual advancement, he retired from material enjoyment. The Vedic civilization enjoys, enjoins that after a certain age, following in the footsteps of Maharaj Bharat, one should cease to enjoy material opulences and should take the order of vanaprast. Once again, the today's verse: As the ruler of the entire universe, Mahar- Emperor Bharat uh, had the opulences of a great kingdom and, and unconquerable unso- soldiers. His sons and family had seemed to him to be his entire life, but finally he thought of all this as an impediment to spiritual advancement. And therefore he ceased from enjoying it. Om Ganatamarindasya Ganjana Shalakaya Chakchur Un Militon Jay Natas Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobish Stapitam Tanjana Butale Swayam Rupakadama Yam Dadanti Swabadantikan Banja Calpa to Rubyas Chakri Basin Cha Batitanpa vaneby of Shnavebyo Namo Namaha. So Oh, um, we can see, as is outlined here, was kind of building up to this verse, we're I mean, hearing 1,400, 1400 elephants, completely covered with gold, you know, first class elephants. Uh, all the fire sacrifices that he did up and down the banks of the Jamuna, uh, up and down the banks of the Ganga, all the way from the beginning to the, to the mouth of the river. So much he did. Such an army that he had. He was able, with this army, to uh, conquer the demons, free the, well, the, um, the mothers and daughters, the, the wives and daughters of the demigods that had been captured and enslaved, you see, he was a great hero. He was known all over the planet. He did fabulous things. Things you could say things were really happening his way. You know, he was he was having a good life. A very, great opulence. He couldn't compare it with anybody. He's a, uh, so he had fame, he had profit, adoration, distinction. He had it all you see. Uh, Through intelligence though, because his mindset was not to perform all this activity just so he could try to taste and enjoy it. He was trying, he he was performing all these wonderful horse sacrifices for the satisfaction of Krishna. You see? So his desire was to serve Krishna. It it wasn't to, yes Prabhu? I just
1: wondering if you could talk about those horse sacrifices. I mean, I think it's been talked about before that they don't really hurt the horses, but it seems like you're hurting the horses when you
0: sacrifice I'm not that familiar uh, with the Ashwameda sacrifices. Mother, do you know much about them?
2: No, only that I thought it was, you know, the old horse is given a new life. And, uh, you know, whatever sacrifice. They're also testing the prowess, and it's, you know, if that result is good, then all the results are good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, rejuvenated,
0: blessed, young body. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Rejuvenated,
2: blessed, young body. How does that sound, James?
0: I take that in a heartbeat. <laughs> wow. Although I would hate to go through my 20s again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could be a devotee. Maybe you know, I certainly wouldn't want to be a teenager ever again. I don't know, maybe it's better to be old man or die. But yeah, that's that's about what I know about it. You know, <clears throat> the rejuvenation—the the horse is sacrificed. My understanding is the horse is, is let's say the word killed. You know, but sacrificed in the sacrifice. But it's a very uh, opulent ceremony. It's very expensive. And I don't know all the details, but there's a, it's lots of grandeur. It's a big thing. Huge fire. You need lots of gold, I know that. It takes a lot of gold. Barrels of ghee, you know, it takes, so that's about all I know about it though. Okay. You know, sorry. But, you know, he performed these, these, uh, Yuja's sacrifices, this, the jyotis for the satisfaction of Krishna. Through all this, and, and through uh, having a successful life, he suddenly started to see all this as an impediment to my spiritual advancement. He's thinking, you know, now I've got, uh, I've got the best army in the world. That's great. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's, that's bad. Because now I have to spend so much time managing it. You know, well, I've got all this opulence. That's good. Well, no, that's bad because I have to protect all this opulence, and you know, have to guard it. Or, else, you know, I have this great kingdom, and that's good. Well, that's bad because you know I have to protect that because someone may, think, if they see that that I'm weak, a weak ruler, they may get their army together and and come and con- conquer me. You see. <coughs> So, he started seeing the, the, the negative side of the accumulation of uh, material opulence. And included in the material opulence was uh, sons and daughters, family. Material opulence, you see. And he could see that these things are a challenge to maintaining my spiritual life. So. He decided, I will cease to enjoy this. You know, meaning uh, ceasing to enjoy it's just not. We don't give up things artificially. You know, it's just like if I, if I want to, uh, uh, to do some nonsense. You know, if I if I want if, if I have a strong desire to uh, to do intoxication. You know, if I if I've always had this this fun thing that I like to drink. Uh, Whiskey, you know, something like that. And then I decided, well, I'm going to give it up. So I quit doing it. But every day, I think, boy, wouldn't a nice, nice glass of whiskey be great right now, you know? This is usually the time, you know, for all those years. Right now, at this time of day, I would have three fingers of whiskey, you know it was all oh it was my favorite brand too. Yeah, that you know, that black label stuff, you know. Oh, I can just taste it. Yeah, those were the days. But I gave that up. You know? I don't do that anymore. Sure would be great though. I give it. Anyway, you see what I mean? So in other words, it's still there in the, in the mind, you know, the mind is, is still doing it. The tongue is still thinking, "I can taste it," the nose is saying, "Oh, I can still smell that wonderful aroma," you know. So you're 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 still partaking. It's just that you're, you've you've really haven't given up the most important thing, and that's the desire. You see, you haven't renounced it. You're you're still uh, massaging it in your mind. You see? So uh, by ceasing to enjoy it, he he. he um, cease to desire. The, or, he doesn't want to try to enjoy, to, to derive enjoyment any longer from anything material. Well, why? Because he thought, wow, this, this is this is getting in the way of my spiritual advancement. Now, what an incredibly advanced position for someone to take, especially the most opulent person on the planet. You know? He's the king. He's got all this incredible opulence, fame, wealth. You know, he's adored. I mean, they, even the demigods adored him because he saved their wives and, and, their, and daughters, you see. He's a hero, he's got everything. And out of all that, he's able to see, this is an impediment to my spiritual life. Well, that's true intelligence, that's renunciation, you see. well. So that's why Prabhupada says, Maharaj Bharat, that we should follow his uh, example. Follow his example, you see. Why his example? Because he had so much to give up. He had so much to abandon. It wasn't like he had two pennies to rub together, you know, and that's it. And he didn't have anything, and he decided, oh, I think I'll take Vaniprasth. No, he had this opulent family, kingdom, gold, you name it. He, he, had, he had whatever is available, incredible fame worldwide. So it's a very difficult thing if he was attached to all this material. It would be very difficult for him to give it up and take on process, you see. But he decided out of intelligence. No, I have had it. No, why? this It's not that well, I don't like being king. doesn't say anything that he didn't like it. He obviously liked what he did because he did it so expertly, you see. he His orders were circulated properly. The soldiers were sent in all directions. He writes to the, to the occasion of saving the, uh, the families of the demigods, saving the planet, saving the world. Even o- over and above this planet, he's even... Uh, saving uh, the inhabitants of, this, of the uh, uh, heavenly planets, you see. Going down to the hellish planets to rescue, you see. So, uh, so, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just sick and tired. No, things were working for him. And at the height of this, he said, this is not helping my spiritual life. So, this is great intelligence. I want to advance spiritually, and I'm prepared to do whatever is necessary to do that. And I can see through my intelligence that my pursuit of uh, material opulence is in my way. And this is coming from somebody who has it all, you see. So uh, we stress this point of uh, someone like Maharaj Bhart taking Pras. If he can do it, surely we can, you see. I mean, how can we whine and say, "Oh, I don't know if I, could I You know, I don't want to give up my uh, uh, ten-year-old car. You know, I don't know if I could ever walk away from my mortgage payment. <laughs> <laughs> I love that mortgage payment. It's just writing that check every month is just like ah, like peace, sweetness to me. You see, so uh, the devotee. Uh, Is trained from the uh, persons like Maharaj Bart, from the examples of people like this, we're trained to uh, not just to renounce, but to be on guard for our spiritual life. You see, I want to give up uh, whatever may be an impediment for my spiritual life. You see, we're serious about that. Now. that means everything that's an impediment. Because I don't want to keep something that's an impediment, but I'm, you know, one hand I'm, I'm keeping something that kind of trips me up, causes me uh, difficulty. It's like dragging a weight. I'm trying to run a, a race, but I'm dragging this big heavy weight, uh, you see. So if, you, if you're dragging this big ball or big rock, you can't be serious about winning the race when you can just let it go. See, so anything that slows us down on our path of advancement towards Krishna consciousness towards Krishna praying you see we if we're sincere we'll let go. The more we become sincere about achieving our goal of loving Krishna you see becoming a lover of Krishna the more we are sincere about that the less attacks will be to anything that could in any way shape or form trip us up, slow us down, impede us in any way, you see. So, uh, and I'm going in detail to, to illustrate this. So, if we, if we all agree on that,
1: that means anything.
0: That means false ego as well. Which is generally our biggest problem, isn't it? My false ego. Because I think that I should be I think, you know, I just don't think I get the proper respect, you know, I don't think you guys are appreciating me, you know, you're standing in my way, because you're, you know, I hear you talk behind my back, you know, you tell her, and then she tells other people, and I don't get, I don't get the proper respect, you see, see false ego, because I heard someone maybe chastise me, or said, boy, you know, that." This guy doesn't do this right, or he doesn't do that, you know, so that that kind of stuck my false ego right here. And now I know there's a conspiracy out there. You see. So I'm calling my friend, and you know, I was talking to my friend at the other temple, and they were saying, you know, the leaders there, they're not like that. They're really sweet and wonderful. And they would never go behind your back and talk. Say something, I'm, I'm gonna move there. You know. You see how the mind works like that? Now, what do we have in a situation like that, that I've outlined? False ego. We've taken a snapshot of a temporary emotion from me and my, let's say I have this friend who's saying, oh, well, she was. you know, don't let them treat you like that. You come on over here, you see? They've got, they're dealing with a snapshot of a temporary emotion because maybe a month ago or a month from now, this devotee is going to be complaining about the management there, you see. And maybe a month ago, or a month from now, you'll be praising the management here. But I let my false ego get me all emotional, and I made a a decision based on an emotional reaction. In other words, I'm really an illusion. I'm not dealing with reality, you see. And, and where did it come from? Maybe I didn't like the way I was um, corrected. You know, maybe I didn't think I should ever be corrected. Now, all right, now let's say, let's say that the person who corrected me did it in a harsh way. Okay? Let's say that. You know, I, I needed to be, a little, you know, a little correction. You know, I, I'm not perfect. I goof up. You know, I make a lot of mistakes. You know, I know most of you don't, but I do.
1: <laughs> I don't either.
0: <laughs> so, I, I, it's really good. It's kind. I've got uh, some, some friends in the movement that I can go to. You know, most of them are sannyasis. And I, can, I ask them advice because I know they're going to give me the blunt, brutal truth in a sweet way but if I say you know what I was thinking this this devotee said that and and I thought this they're going to sometimes they may say well you're in complete Maya you're completely wrong you know with a smile (laughs) now I've had I've had uh, leaders uh, I'm not going to mention any names but I've had leaders say uh, that same thing without the smile and real heavy I mean, my secret was blowing in the in the boot. You know, you see. So I've had you know the, the the easy handling and the and the heavy. You know, sometimes you're just wrong. Not only that, you're wrong, but you're in the wrong mood about being. You know, I'm mistreated. So sometimes a true friend who loves you. You see, key word here, the operative word is love. Huh? when you have a loving exchange with somebody, then if it's true, you know, if it's a true relationship, then that friend can say, you know, oh, Prabhu, I'm, I, I think you're in Maya. I think you should reconsider this. And if you start to whine, they may say, come on, get over yourself. You see? That takes somebody close to be able to do that, you see? Because of our false ego, we should be able to take that from anybody. You know, we should be able to take corrections. Why? I want to advance. You know, I want to. I want to know. You know, God forbid that uh, I should be doing the wrong thing, and everybody's saying, "Oh yes, that's really good, Pravu," and then behind my back they're saying, Do you see that? Do you see what? That's terrible. See? What a nut! Do you see how he does it. You see." Kindness and love means that I, I want to help you, you see. So, uh, and we were talking last night about uh, when we approach someone, um, and sometimes we need to do that. You just can't leave it up to the temple president or the management of the temple. Sometimes we, in love, may help one another, you see, because we care. I just demonstrated that the opposite of caring and loving you is to not say something when you're wrong, you see. And I have to think about this. I have people get angry at me sometimes. You know, it's just like uh uh I won't I won't even mention the temple. There's one temple that I go to and uh, there's this one devotee. So maybe been a devotee seven or eight years. Uh and he's very uh he has a habit of coming to the temple he lives outside this community. He does deity service, you see. So he drives from uh, a town maybe 20 miles away, brings his, his new, freshly up laundered, clean cloth to go on the altar, you know, to do the offering in an arti. And uh, comes down to uh, the Brahmacharya Ashram, <clears throat> takes a shower, and then gets dressed, and then comes into the bathroom to put on his T lock and to check on his cloth. So I was in there one time and I said, Well, you know, Prabhu, you're not supposed, first of all, you, you shouldn't put your T lock on in the bathroom. You know, that's. you shouldn't even take your T lock in the bathroom. You know, it's sacred, you know. And secondly, you, you can't really go on, technically, you can't go on the altar in that. Cloth. Now that you've come in here, now I said it nicely. I said it nicer than what I'm saying, you know, sweeten. And he was, he being upset. Well, where did you hear that? You know. And you know, I said, well, you know, uh, you know I can't remember exactly. Well, on the, on the Arch and Apotegy, first of all, and you know, I was told by Vishnu John Maharaj, you know, in a very harsh way. That I was a total nonsense for putting on my tea lock in the bathroom. And that was in 1974, I think, and I never forgot that. Trust me, he was not sweet when he told me. Call me nasty words. <laughs> Just broke my little heart. <laughs> See. But I mean, I learned, you know, right away I thought, oh wow, I guess I shouldn't do this again. So. But the reaction that I got was kind of like. You know, he wanted me. He told me that I should do the research and, and find out where that's written. And I said, no, no, no. You do the research and find out where it's written. Or if you prefer, continue as you are. But I, I was once had pajari here in this particular temple, and I'm telling you, the Pajaris don't go in the, into the stool room with cloth and then go on to the altar. You know, and it's in the arch of the It's you know. It's, it's kind of like common knowledge, you know. So it's common sense, it's common sense mm-hmm. you see. And uh, but, but Prabhupada did say, um, you know, the, the, some some devotee was going to get him some water, and in those days well, we just used half water. We didn't have bottled water, you know. So the devotee got the he went into the stool room and got him a glass of water, and Prabhupada said, no, no. No, no, that's that water's contaminated. And the devotee said, well Prabhupada, this—it's the same water that comes out of the tap in the kitchen." And Prabhupada said, "When it comes into that room, it's contaminated."
1: Different
0: business in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. As soon as it comes out of that tap in there, it's contaminated. So you can't take water in the stool room and you know use it for tea. You shouldn't. I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. <clears throat> I hope nobody gets angry. You <laughs> see. And sometimes I notice, you know, in, in this day and age, we can't, uh, uh, Grupasad Maharaj and I were, we were laughing about this, you know. Um, uh, it's not like, you know, when, like when Vishnu John Maharaj told me that I shouldn't put on the tea lock you know, he started to scream at me. Nonsense! You fool! <laughs> Idiot, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't put your T-lock on him. In the bathroom was, oh, excuse me, Maraj. You know, well, you know, I didn't go consult a lawyer and get together a, a case. Say so, yeah, I've been offended. You know, I was just told. that was, you know, like by someone who was realized, and he told me. So, but sometimes uh, in this day and age, as Kali Yuga progresses, we have to be very careful. You know how we say we can't say, can't raise your, your voice and say, you know. I mean, even when something startles you, like, stop that, don't do that! You know? What? How dare you talk to me that way, you see? You know, It's like Rit-Ananda uh, Maharaj was joking, he was saying that uh, that the proper way is like you, you might say to someone, um, Prabhu, if, if you have time, and if it's okay with you, and if you're not too tired or, or stressed. And if it wouldn't bother you, and and if it wouldn't offend you in any way, would you mind getting me a glass of water? (laughs) You know, rather in the old days, the sannyasis would say they'd be talking, you know, "Give me a glass of water." You know, or sometimes, you know, water. You know, was it bad? Didn't feel like. why are you treating me? You know, why are you treating me? like that false ego just starts to to go? So we have to renounce this. See, we have to we have to give that up. We have to fight that because it's a huge impediment, you know. Uh, and it, it false ego oftentimes will manifest in a knee jerk. You see, a knee jerk reaction. It happens just like that, isn't it? Somebody says something, and boy, it hits a nerve. You see? So, a good thing to do is to train ourselves. Uh, I learned a long time ago, Tamal Krishna Goswami, uh, he he, he taught me, spent a lot of time teaching me to, he said, remember, don't ever forget that the best reaction almost all the time is don't react. Don't react. You see? Don't let yourself say, What? You know? How dare you say that? Don't react. Process it. You know? If someone says something that may be a a correction, first of all, assume, you know, you're probably right. More than likely, you're right. I'm sure you're right. You see, and 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 so I need to, um, I need to heed what you're saying. You know, I'm not going to get all upset and think, well, how dare you point out that I have a fault. I'm going to thank you for, for telling me that I need that I can do this uh, a better way. Now, I, I'm I'm not saying I won't disagree. You know, I may say, well, that doesn't make any sense what you said, but it's not because of my ego. I mean, you're saying that I should do something a different way, and I'm saying. Oh, can you, you know, can you explain that? Tell me. Sell me on the idea. And then if you make sense, I say, oh, I get it, I understand. Now I walk away educated. Now I walk away doing the thing better, you see. So it's just in the way um, that we as devotees interface with one another, you see. And now if, if someone maybe gets a little gruff, you know, which is not proper, I admit. It's not proper. for so i to say, you know, nonsense. Don't do that. You see. But if it's correct, it's correct. You know. You see what I mean? If it's right, if it's a, who am I to say? Well, I, I you know, I, did, I don't think I liked your tone. <laughs> <laughs> you know before that knee-jerk reaction of being offended comes forward you know grab it you know get to the gist of what we're talking about you're saying that I shouldn't uh, put the tea lock on the bathroom boy that makes a lot of sense okay we're rolling now I'm educated now we're rolling on to the next point you see and uh, it doesn't matter so much why should it matter to me if you were tactful the way you told me. You see? That should matter to you. I should walk away feeling well I learned something. And maybe you'll walk away thinking, you know, I wasn't very tactful in the way I, I said that. I should have said that nicer. You see? Does this make any sense? You know, false ego is something that uh, <laughs> you better agree. Uh, false ego is one of those things that we have to really work on because it haunts us, you know, it trips us up. And uh, it, it could set us back years in our advancement. Because uh, false ego was something that we rarely, when we have it, we rarely don't know. I mean, we, we rarely know that we have it. Usually we don't know that we have it, you see. It's like having a disease that goes undiscovered. You know, undiagnosed. It's hard, it's very difficult, you see, because I don't want to uh, it's very difficult to admit that I, that I have faults and that I goof up and that I'm wrong, you see. So, uh, but it's very nice once we start to make this progress and to get a little bit of a hold of, of the false ego. Don't let it react, you see. Don't let it react. Some, don't let somebody anger you, you know? Now, how can we do that, you may wonder, you may ask. Well, first of all, we have to realize we're okay. We're eternal living entities who have fallen into this material world to try to uh, enjoy separate from Krishna. We've come in contact with this wonderful Iskon, and here we sit at the lotus feet of Sisi Gornitai and his servants, you know, their servants. So things are really good for us. You know, the future, the future looks so bright, we, we really need sunglasses. You know, mm-hmm. things are great. We're on the right track. I'm here. I'm associating with the devotees. I'm taking Prasadam. I'm chanting, you see, going to the programs, I'm okay. So I can I can let down my need to be defensive, you see. In the material world, it's it's all for one, every man for himself, even though people tend to run with groups of friends. But basically, it's every man for himself. People are all trying to outdo one another. You know, I heard a couple of guys out at the park, I was telling Mother St you know last night you know i hear things like this all the time when i get out in the material world so one guy was saying yeah well i i, I can't remember the details. i just got this new cell phone it's a new iphone number, number whatever you know and he wanted to show the guy what he had you know in other words i'm saying i got a better phone than you buddy not in those words though and the other guy says well, I looked at that particular one, but I decided to go with the iPhone number four because blah, 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 blah. So in other words, I, you, you played a card and I trumped it. And this goes on and on and on, you know, you hear people talking, you know. Little Johnny got straight A's and in, in, uh, uh, in this. Well, well, you know, my little Johnny, he's, uh, he got a trophy for soccer, but, you know. So it's, it's like that, one-upsmanship. I want to show you that I'm better than you, at least in a couple of ways. So, in other words, the false egos are are on fire when you walk off these premises. They're on fire.
1: You see the bumper stickers on cars represent that. You know, oh. my child's an honor student. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. And different things. You know,
0: like that. And did did you know they did some they did some studies on this? People that have a bumper sticker. No matter what it says, are 15 times more likely to engage in road rage. Oh, really? <laughs> False eco. No matter what it says. Yes,
2: ma'am. Um, I had to go. got called, called down for jury duty, and they were, you know, they select the jury, and so the question they asked was, "What what bumper sticker do you have on your car?" <laughs> because you know it shows, you know, where people are at. And I wanted to get, of course, I didn't want to stay for jury duty, I wanted to get off jury duty, so I said, oh, I have uh, I have, uh, uh, Mita's murder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you may go, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs> Mita's murder, boy, she's weird. <laughs> yeah, you know. After that. she left, her probably said, you that? <laughs> Can you imagine what a whacko? I wonder if she thinks like that when she orders a Big Mac. <laughs> you
1: know,
0: so. yeah. So the false egos are on fire. You know, when you when you walk out of here, when you get away from the devotees, we have false ego, but these are like little flickering flames. You know, like a teeny little candle. You know, these false egos out, outside. I mean, it, it, it's amazing how people drive. You know, I noticed that El Paso, boy, of passion, false ego. People will stick up uh, their middle fingers at you. You don't have to be doing anything if they just think you're not going fast enough. Even if you're doing the speed limit, you see. Oh, uh, they zoom around you. They do all. You know, there's something about El Paso. There are different places, but El Paso is one of those places. Is that people yeah, seem kinda yeah. nice here though? You know? They
1: are. They are. But there's there's, there's a real mix because you have the college kids and they really have the false ego happening. Uh. And they get in the in the way. You know, there are all oh, older people are real nice, but they drive a the speed and then they drive a little slow, which can inflame you sometimes if they're walking, <laughs> you know, too late. You want to go around and they drive driving slow. Yeah. Yeah know, I, I, I got pulled over for that one time. I was there were two cars driving down the brand at 20 miles an hour. They were talking to each other, blocking the whole road. And I it's a 40 mile an hour street. And I wanted to go, so I went into the center lane, which is the left turn lane. We have those passing lanes here, mm-hmm. and I, I gunned it and I zip over in that lane. And as soon as I get there and I pass got it comes the police officer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he turns around and he pulls he follows me about a mile and pulls me over. And um, uh, you know, he he said, he said, uh, I told him, I said, well, I was going to take a left, you know, but the left I took was like a quarter mile up the road. He says, that's not going to fly with me. Give me your license and then registration. And he goes back and he runs and he comes back, and I just looked and I said, you know, you're right, and I was wrong. That was wrong with me to do that. And he said, Here you go. Have a nice night. We'll see you.
0: That see what you did is a perfect way yeah. to. To deal with someone correcting you, that the the, uh, the typical way that that, that people, uh, even some devotees, we have this tendency because it's every man for himself. We have to uh, defend what we have. We're looking out for eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. So I have to defend. I have to defend my my image. You see, so I have to defend it every minute. So there's there's a tactic that people have a tendency to do. All of us. Unless we go in and fix it and override it. And it's what I refer to as the three D's. Uh, deny it. Someone says, tries to you, go, you deny it. No, no, I don't. You know? Well, you, you know, you're, you, when you're chanting, you know, you're, you're kind of saying, schnick, schnick, shnick. Shnay, shnay. No, I don't.
2: <laughs>
0: so the first thing is to deny it. The next thing is to uh, defend it. Well, oh, I have to really hurry. I've got so much service, I've got to hurry my rounds. So deny and then defend. Something dishonest about that. Okay. And then, you either get one or all three of these. Deny it, defend it, and deflect it. Well, if you didn't give me so much to do, you know, you're always on top of me. Every day you're pushing me to get more and more service. So the spotlight comes on me. That I've done well. I got it. I just can't stay in the spotlight. You know, it's 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 his fault. You know, defend, uh, deny, deny, defend, deflect. You know, one of the biggest deflections is is a lot of times you'll hear it. uh, It's like a a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, You'll be telling someone, uh, you know, maybe it would be better if you did it. well, who are you? Who are you? Who are you to tell me? You see? But what have I just done? I deflected it. The light came on. You know, you're telling me that I I could improve in this way. All right, I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about, okay, who are you? (laughs) Now the expert person would say, Oh, my name is Jivananda. And, uh, and we'll get to that, more on that later. Back to what we were talking about, <laughs>
1: though.
0: you know? We'll talk about me later, because i got a lot of faults that we can talk a long time about, you see? You see what I mean? You, see? you know, and, and, and we need to lighten up. Lighten up. It's not a big deal. So I have a fault. Shock, you know? But not anymore. Because if your kind in your love, your kindness and your love for me, you took it away. You create, you corrected me. You raised me up. You know. I can remember when I was a temple president in Dallas, I used to get chastised a great deal by Tamal Krishna Goswami. And uh, uh, maybe some of you here don't know, but I know you know that he was heavy. There used to be a uh, people used to say go swami is the heaviest Goswami swami is the heaviest Goswami swami is the heaviest yes he was heavy he was like a general Prabhupada was heavy with him you know push on this movement go do distribute books distribute books distribute books in a loving way he was heavy in a loving way a lot of people couldn't see that in him because it was the, it was you know the, the the false ego would start to burn when he would you know when you'd goof up you know out of nonsense you see but i look back and i think boy those were some of the best days of my life i got an education that i couldn't have bought i couldn't have gone to school and bought an education like this you know Prabhupada hammered him on certain Things when he made certain mistakes, and he would turn around and hammer me when I did the same mistakes using the same tactics that Prabhupada used, you know. And it, it, it was expected. You realize that's nonsense. Stop it. Go on. Keep now. Keep moving. Keep serving. Keep it going. We all have lots to do, you know. Get over yourself. You know. We didn't have time to say. Well, you know, I don't like the way you said that come on, you know. It never happened. Never ever happened. I never ever once said, you know what I don't think that was a proper way to that's you know, <laughs> Yes, harsh.
1: Yeah. You know? Sometimes you can feel that, but when you feel inside like get the offense, you get offended, you know, and the idea is not just not to let it out because it's really the false ego. Yeah. You're living in fears. That I'm not good enough, or I'm going to lose something, you know, or I'm not
0: going to get something. You
1: know, that I mean, you're yeah, you know,
0: yeah. Strive on it's a knee-jerk reaction. It's a reflex that we need to overcome. We need to overcome it, make it go away, get it, uh, uh, put a bridle on it, and harness it. You see, or else it'll ruin us. It'll ruin. It'll ruin you in business. You know, and anything that you're really trying to do, it's a ruination. If we're going to be successful and reach our full potential, we have to work on that, regardless of what we're going to do, you see. So, uh, and, you know, to help that along, it's, it's really good. That, you know, modern, in, the modern-day material world is upside down and backwards from the spiritual world. So a lot of things that they say, uh, the psychologists and things like that, are just completely wrong. You know, they may make you feel warm and fuzzy for a moment, but um, you know, uh, self-image. That, that, you know, self-image. You know, if we admit that we're fallen, I've had people say, "Well, it doesn't do much for your self-image." You know. Well, you know. Yes, it does, because I'm trying to get unfallen. And by realizing that I'm fallen, and, and by isolating how I'm fallen, now I can tackle those things one by one and, and become unfallen. Now that really helps myself it's a great deal, you see. So, um, and another thing, the, the devotee shouldn't accept an offense. You know? I don't want to accept it. You be make, you might be making a mistake out of some. Maybe you've got too much pressure on you. Maybe so many things are going wrong, uh, and and then you 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 do something now, and and you were wrong, and you're dealing with me. You see, but it could have been that you're stressed. it could have been a lot of things. If I get offended, you now you've just offended a devotee. You see. But I don't want you to suffer the offense of a devotee. So I'm not going to get offended. Because I'm alright. I'm okay. I've been saved. Prabhupada has picked us all up. We're here. We're in the association. Everything is okay. You don't have to defend here. You know, you can can check your weapons at the door. This is a safe area, you see. So, you think, I'm not going to take any offense. I refuse to. Now somebody else might, other devotees might be offended at the way someone is dealing with you, or Krishna might be offended at the way someone is dealing with you, but at least you don't, you don't do it, you see. And learn to be a little tougher on yourself, you see. You you may not be able to go into a devotee and say, you know, you fool, you shouldn't do this. How many times do I have to tell you again and again and again and you keep on, you know, what kind of an idiot are you? You can't do that with people, you know, So you may, it's not a, but you know what? You can be tough with yourself and get away with it, you see. You can tell yourself, you idiot, fool, how many times are you going to do that, you know? You've got better sense than that. You know better. Don't cut yourself a whole lot of slack. You see? You can you can do that. As a matter of fact, maybe if you have some emotion that you just have to get off on other people, you can turn it on yourself. You see. If you have to. Internally. I mean don't be overly brutal, but sometimes if you need to be tough, be tough to yourself. You see? So Um, But I wanted to talk about false ego. I try to do that in different places where I go. Because there are some things we don't talk enough about, you know. How to interface with one another in a loving way. And false ego will prevent us from uh, developing our love for one another. Because um, of all the chastisement that I got from so many uh, of my sannyasi god brothers, Don't think for a minute I, that I felt unloved. Well, I'm telling you, I could feel. You know, I I can remember uh, TKG when I was Temple president in Dallas, and I think it was 1980. And uh, there was a lot going on, and some people were making mistakes. And since I was in charge, it was my fault, even though I didn't do it and I didn't even know what they were doing. They were, you know. But the, the buck stopped with me and he, he blew me away. I mean, he was really ferocious. And then he said, All right, go on now, finish up your day. So I left. And I started walking down the hall and he had this buzzer. You know, he would press this button. And when he wanted somebody to come in, he'd go, you hear this buzzer. And he got to the point when you'd hear that buzzer, you'd go,
1: oh,
0: What did I do now? So I started walking down the hall, going back to my office and I heard, eh.
1: I'm
0: like, oh no, he wants to chastise me some more. You know, so I went and I said, yes, Maharaj. And he had this big, beautiful smile. And he said, boy, that was a real heavy talk we had, wasn't it? <laughs> and I looked at him and I'm thinking, we weren't having a talk. You were having a talk <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was trying to hold on and keep the ble- the breeze from blowing me out of the room, and he smiled and he said, uh, you know he said i you know he said, "You know I love you." and we got a big job. we got a big job here. We were getting that Dallas temple up and going you know but it, it didn't look anything like it does now it was old horrible building so we had big plans and a lot to do we had to do a lot <clears throat> in a short period of time with limited resources and you know so it was we had to focus we had to get serious and we all wanted the same thing we always we all wanted to do the best for Sheila popeye so uh, you know um uh, it, it wasn't like uh, you know oh like, i just didn't like the way you dealt with me You know, we didn't have time. Did you see much of that in the old days? I mean, I don't think I remember any. You know, when I was temple president, sometimes uh, we had some nonsense people and I had to be really heavy with them. And, um, And many times, the people that I was the heaviest with, we turned out to be very close friends. They would later say, you know, you cared for me you know, you did. Instead of going behind my back and saying that, no, I was off, you got me on track because I I knew you cared, you know. And they're still friends, tight friends to this day. Tighter than, you know, not just loose, real tight friends. You know, we're welded together, you see. So in in this discussion on how we can serve Krishna better and advance better, we will become closer with one another, you see. And, uh, and our love for one another will grow. So, Any more questions? I think it's kind of late so far. Yes, Mother? Well, I was just going to say, I have my false ego.
1: that is or, or whatever from senior devotees or even devotees in one or two years few months I have a friend who's, who joined like a few months before before me and I consider my senior devotee mm-hmm. but I just have a problem with like when new devotees come and they just you know they don't have proper training and they think they, they know it all they think they know it all and they feel like they can bully everybody else around and my placebo gets in the way I have a problem with that it's, it's more like I feel like I don't want to feed them feed that energy because you know it could be a problem for them also it yeah. makes them worse that's my experience I've seen it It makes them worse
0: yeah the, the, the way to deal with that is just always always be uh, firm in your faith in what you know is, is right what, and, and, and you know it's right because you got it from Guru Shadu Shastra, you see. So, and kind and loving on for them, because they're affected by some false ego. They're not on the path yet, but they think they are. So we kind of, we have to gently get them on the path, you know, somehow or other. You know, it's like in India, you see people and they're, they, they're, they've got uh, goats or, or maybe cows, water buffaloes and they're trying to get them to go down the street and they've got a stick and they may if they start to wander over and they kind of tap them a little bit with that stick to get them back on the path then they start to go this, they'll tap them just you know, not hit, but just tap a little you know, so sometimes we have to do that, it's very difficult you see, it's kind of like uh, you have, it's kind of like, you, you have to see it as if you're dealing with a child You see. So they're younger and they're they're inexperienced, uh, and so, but sometimes a child thinks that they know it all, and you have to kindly and gently, you know, with love, kind of help them see through that. You know, it's a it's a real test. That particular situation you're talking about can be very difficult, especially if those people are real pushy. You know, and uh, if they keep saying things like. Well it should be this, it should be this, just say, you know, Prabhu. Where did you hear that? You know? We're supposed to I I you know, I always heard that we should quote where we heard that. You know, Guru, Shadu, they said it, says it in, in Shastra. You know, could you tell me where that? You know, not in a challenging way. Very innocent, you know, humble. Could you tell me where you got that information? You know? I, I just want to know. So that when I tell folks, I'll know where it came from. You know, they I may mean, go, well, I read it in the of Upanishad. <laughs> I was in the canto. You know, chapter on the love, You know. You know, mostly they'll they'll say, well, I don't know, but uh to uh, Bob. Uh, over at the Denver temple, and Dr. Bob was telling me about that. Oh, okay. Did you have a question?
2: What is the comment? There's a story that Prabhupada tells that a, a boy was raised by his aunt because his parents were gone or died or something, and so she overindulged him, um, tried to compensate for the loss of his parents, but. But meanwhile he was getting in trouble, getting in worse trouble, worse trouble. He never corrected him or chastised him, so then he finally committed murder or something, so he's on the trial to, to die, actually. So he said, Well, I have one last request. Could my aunt come up here? I have something to tell her. So the aunt's thinking, oh he's just gonna tell me how grateful and thankful he is that everything I've done for him. So she goes over to lean over and he bites her nose and that <laughs> four. And uh, he said, all this time, you didn't correct me. I was making mistakes, mm. and you just let it go. And you, you know, that wasn't real love. What you should have done is told me, you know, now, look, I'm going to die now because of your kindness. Yeah. Your kindness. Mm. So, yeah.
0: Because of your false kindness. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I don't want to tell you something that you're doing wrong because I want you to like me. I'm afraid you may not like me if I tell you, you know, so, so therefore maybe I should just agree with you, you know. Society's built like that, you know. Uh, people associate with people who will tolerate or whose neuroses match, match up, you see. I can be a little crazy around you because you're kind of crazy too, you know. You sit around and complain about the government together, you know, or you know, sometimes men get together and complain about their wives. Wives get together complain about their husband, you know, whatever. You're people who are just you know, and, and it's it takes a bold, loving, caring person, bold, you know, to say, stop that. You're wrong. Come on, cut it out. I expect more than that from you. You know? Oh, you're a better person than that. Come on. Get over yourself. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, Throw in a little humor kind of helps, but you know sometimes when you do that people you know they react you hit a nerve and they, their false ego gets really real heavy, so we have to do it with love but but that's a really good example of how condoning you know i mean they, now the kid's on death row and 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 the the aunt wanted his love and affection, so she uh uh, condoned everything he did, and what did she end up with? Now he hates her. He blames her. You know. So, and ultimately, people will think. You know. Well, if you were really my friend for all these years, you would have told me this mistake that I've been making. You know. They may not say that to you, but they'll think like that. And the, yes.
2: I think heard that um, uh, Siddhanta said, if you flatter me, you're my Enemy,
0: even mm-hmm. if you, you know, chastise me or you know, you're my real friend, or right. you criticize me, or you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what was I that? Was flatter? Was fl- did he use. Uh, what did he say? Oh. Yeah, I can't remember right now, but yeah, something that Praise Praise, praise, right. If you praise. If you praise me you're my enemy he who praises me is my enemy he who uh, who, who finds fault is my friend you know something like that. you know I can't remember I haven't heard that in a long time but that's it's so true you know because we like to hear it's like music to our ears when we're in Maya people are praising we say huh what was that you said oh. Shucks, no. <laughs> oh, that's just not so that's not true. Say more though. see. <laughs> All right. <laughs>